tuned in to Buffalo Bulls Radio. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, brought to you in part by our team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, and Comdoc. UB Football Insider is coming to you live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Here's UB head football coach Lance Leipold and assistant athletic director for communications, John Fuller. Good evening and thanks for tuning us in tonight as we have another exciting episode of UB Football Insider with head coach Lance Leipold. And it's exciting because we're coming off a nice big win, coach. Talk yes, about that Army are. win on Saturday. Yes, we are, John. It's, uh, it's great to be with you again, and it was an exciting win. Come from behind and very, uh, very pleased and happy the way our guys fought, especially in that fourth quarter, to come through with a victory. Yeah, talk about how much, um, you know, this team needed that win. I mean, you guys have been practicing really well all season long, and obviously you, you know, stumbled a little bit in the first game and a tough loss in Nevada. But, you know, you guys really stuck together. And just talk about how important this, this win was to, to, to get back on track. Well, I just think for our for our mental approach and going through, our, like you said, our guys put in a lot of a lot of good work. I, I was very pleased with our practices, uh, you know, through fall camp and, and leading up to games. And sometimes those always don't equal victories, and, and you're trying to work out some things. And, and to see them continue to work hard, keep a great attitude, and uh, find a way to come up with a victory, and uh, especially to come back, put it in overtime, and then win it in the overtime I think is – a great thing is as we kind of head into this Boston College game, and hopefully it's something we'll build on all year long. Yeah, I was in the locker room after the Nevada game, and, you know, one of the things you kept telling the guys is we're close, we're close, you know, we're, we're almost there. And what was it, what put you guys over the edge to get that win on Saturday? Well, I, I just think, uh, you know, just keep, you know, just keep pounding away. And, I, you know, like you said, you were in there, you, you saw them, they're, they're dejected, but yet they're very attentive, they're, they're looking, they're wanting, they're, they're, they're accepting uh, coaching, they want to get better, and uh, and that's all you can ask them to do on a weekly basis. And then hopefully it's going to start paying off. And, and like we said, we're 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 young in areas, we're inexperienced in others, and then we have a few that have been out there a little bit. And as this all kind of comes together, uh, you you hope you start seeing it show up more on the scoreboard. Well, you know the Bulls to come back and win that game, 14 points down in the fourth quarter, first. Uh, comeback of that size since 2008 when the Bulls were down 20 to beat Bowling Green right? in 2008. So it's been eight years since the Bulls were able to come back from that much of a fourth quarter deficit. And to be able to do it with a redshirt freshman quarterback who really I wouldn't say put the team on his back, but obviously scored all three touchdowns you guys had, but really matured a lot in that game. Talk about Tyree Jackson's play. Well, I thought he played, you know, again, his second career start. He's going through things that uh, he hasn't seen before, and, and each and every week he'll get better. And uh, the thing that impressed me about Tyree dur during the game was he, he didn't show signs of flinching or getting nervous, that things were rattling him. And he, and he guys said to me, you know, we got this, uh, Coach. And uh, so, again, it wasn't like something was – was coming at him that he wasn't prepared for or that was going to rattle him. And I think he showed that and showed the composure needed to bring us back. Yeah, I mean, it's got to make you feel great because, you know, there aren't too many teams that have redshirt uh, freshman quarterbacks that they play with that kind of confidence. And then it looked to me like when I'm on the sidelines, the, the guys really rally around him they, and they look to him and, and for him to be that young, but to be able to play with that much composure and, and leadership has got to be pretty nice to see. 
Yeah, it is, and I, I've, I've thought through camp, and I think we talked about that, is that our I, I thought the, the offense and our team rallied around both quarterbacks. and But at the same time, Tyree's been around now for, you know, he redshirted last year. He's been around the guys. I think traveling with the team last year, even though he was redshirting, helped put him in situations and to continue to be around the older players, uh, you know, through through game day preparation helped him. And, and again, his abilities that he has shown since the day he got here, um, you know, gives him credibility and uh, with the upperclassmen right right from the start. And I thought the defense played fantastic. I mean, you look at the stat sheet, yes, they gave up a lot of rushing yards, but you're going to do that against an Army team. But I really thought that they stepped up and almost played like a bend but don't break kind of defense where, yeah, we're going to give up yards, but we're going to, you know, clamp down when we need to. Just talk about the defensive play. Yeah, I thought they played well, um, especially in the fourth quarter half of the third quarter in there is like take away the dive make sure and the thing was that if the fullback gets on track that makes it a really long day and I thought we did an excellent job of minimizing the fullback and then make making the quarterback and, and the pitch uh, you know beat us and and they like you said they did hurt us with it but I think the depth of our, our defensive line the ability to you know really the condition that, that I thought we were in as a football team a credit to Ryan Sidzik and his staff our strength coach that when it got tough in the fourth quarter, we were still you know, strong and, and making plays when we needed to to get off the field. Yeah, I thought you talk about, um, you know, Coach Sizik and the shape you guys are in. I thought, you know, you guys almost wore down that Army team. And you, and you look at a team like Army or any of the service academies, you think they're in the top shape of, of anyone <laughs> in the country, really. And, and But I think you guys were the more physical team by that fourth quarter and really wore them down. Yeah, I don't know if it was just uh, we were fortunate or what, but many times when you play an option team, you know, through the cut blocks and the physicality up front of the game is that you end up with a player or two down during the game. And we didn't have anybody, and they had multiple people down at during during uh, different uh, portions of the game. And, again, that's a credit to, to our strength staff and everything that they do within the preparation and the ability to rotate some guys. And that's a position where we added some older bodies and we have that – you know, uh, I, I guess a seasoned season player, the more mature player that we can hold up during those times. And, and you know, when they're always in a four-down um, situation, John, where they're always thinking about four downs to get 10 yards versus three like most of us are really thinking, um, that's a mentality that when you start wearing down later in the game, that really gets exposed and you don't get the ball back very often. But we, we were able to, to put us ourselves in good positions, get stops, and make stops on fourth down and give our offense a chance to come back. Well, one of the leaders on your defense was your middle linebacker, Khalil Hodge. Just talk about what a great addition he's been to this team. You know, in the last two games you know, out of Nevada, it's 17 tackles uh, against Army at 16 tackles. He's the first player in the Bulls' FBS era to ever have 16 or more tackles in back-to-back -back games. Wow. It's, yeah, just talk about, you know, his play. Well, I, I thought Khalil continues to get better, and those are two different type of offenses, and, and he's going to be in, in for another physical challenge uh, Saturday. But he continues to gain confidence. Uh, much, you know, much like Tyree, you know, going to have to be a leader uh, on the defense like Tyree is for us offensively. And uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's on-the-job training, and, and you have to see certain things that, at the speed that they're happening in, in game-like situations. But he, uh, you know, he's a, he's a confident player. He's a strong player. He's got the size, and uh, picks things up very well. And uh, he, he's going to be someone that uh, that's going to have to be one of our leaders uh, throughout this season. Well, and speaking about leaders, it's it's going to be satisfying to you. I mean, coming into the season, you 
with, with so many new players, you probably didn't know who the leaders were, gonna, were going to be, except for, you know, your Boise Rosses and players that have been in the program, but to see a guy like Khalil Hodge, Tyree Jackson, and other some of the young guys just stepping up right into that leadership role is going to be satisfying. Yeah, and, and hopefully it's, uh, it continues to develop that way. I, I think when we're out recruiting, we're looking for people that have those type of qualities, people that are going to have people want to rally around them. And hopefully that whole group kind of takes ownership themselves. But there needs to be someone on each side that continues to, to be that vocal vocal person. And sometimes by the position alone, you, you step into that a, a little bit sooner than later. All right. Well, we're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Bulls' upcoming opponent. We'll be playing Boston College on Saturday afternoon. That's up next. You're listening to UB Football Insider live on ESPN 1520. Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music. Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong. The only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. Hello, this is that Kegworks guy for the Kegworks store. Are you sick of that neighbor throwing the best party every year? We have everything you need to kick that guy's party right in the you-know-what. From an extensive line of jello shot supplies to keg pumps, premium cocktail mixers, beer pong tables, and so much more. So get to the Kegworks store at 1460 Military Road in Kenmore, just south of Sheridan. Until next time, this is that Kegworks guy reminding you, go to the Kegworks store. This month, the town BMW plays a 2016 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $320 per month. Only $320 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We love our town. Celebrate one Buffalo day at UB Stadium on October 8th when the Bulls host Mac rival Kent State for their annual homecoming game. Fans, arrive early for Stampede Square and Tailgate concert by legendary rocker Eddie Money. It's a fun-filled day the whole family is sure to enjoy. Kickoff is at 3.30, but the excitement starts at 12.30. For tickets, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. It's football, tailgating, live music, and a day celebrating one Buffalo. Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold. Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. All right, back here at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway. If, if you're uh, coming home from work or around the neighborhood, uh, please stop by and uh, visit us. We're here every Thursday night at 6 p.m. And next football home game, we talk, we're going to talk about Boston College this Saturday uh, on the road. But after that, the Bulls are back home next Saturday, October 8th, for one Buffalo day. The Bulls will host Kent State at 3.30 p.m. But the excitement will start at 12.30 p.m. right inside Stampede Square. It's a day of football, tailgating, live music, and celebrating the city of Buffalo. All right, Coach, you got the win. Now you're getting back on the road. Now, before I talk about the Boston College opponent, 
Um, do you feel like you guys are back into more of a routine? It seems like every, it's, you know, the first week was a Friday night game. Then you have a bye week. Then you have to fly across country and play Nevada. Then you have to play an Army and get ready for triple option. Now you feel like you've kind of settled back yeah. into a little bit more well, of a routine? What's a normal week? Well, exactly, <laughs> right. As soon as we get in a normal week routine, then we'll be playing on Thursdays. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying, and, and there's a lot of truth to it because uh, some of the coaches even said on Monday it was more that sometime in, in, in our in the coaches' world that Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday morning of preparation and game planning is so important. And, and I know we kind of felt better about just the routine that we started to get into. And now, you know, we're, we're in fourth week of school and, and our players as students are getting, getting into their routine. Now things are starting to come at them academically a little bit more too. And that always adds a lot more. You can tell when, the, when there's uh, heavy weeks of assignments and tests and midterms because, uh, you know, there's a, they got a little different look in their eye and then a lot of it's being tired or stressed out on, on that side of things, but we're getting there. And, uh, but then again, uh, as, as you alluded to is we're, we're back on the road and, and I think the next two weeks we, we start conference play at home and building that routine, I think is going to help us, uh, you know, kind of move, uh, move in a good, great direction. Well, one thing I'm looking forward to is an hour flight as opposed to a six hour flight. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. But, uh, Nate Wills, uh, Senior associate athletic director. I think he asked the uh, pilot take up a, a couple extra laps around just to make sure you were comfortable <laughs> and uh, got your cookies and pretzels. Uh, Nate, he's always looking out for us, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, to talk about the the uh, you know the advantages of you're playing a Power Five, you're playing an ACC school. You know, you always play that. You know, we always have like a Power Five conference yep. uh, opponent on the schedule every year. What's the thinking behind that? Well, you know. Uh, when I when I had a chance to uh, to meet with previous athletic director Danny White and and even with Alan Green uh, moving forward and scheduling philosophy and and what we were looking for and uh, really what they were looking for and it was something that really was appealing to me was you know we we're going to look at uh, you know local FCS type opponents um, you know comparable group of five schools in home and home type series and then a then a power five school that uh, that would be a, a you know a a solid matchup for us, a challenging game, maybe geographically would have some benefit to us. And of course, uh, um, where where things are at is, you know, when you play these schools, that uh, there's a financial benefit to it. So, uh, and and everyone, to, uh, we're fortunate uh, at this time that we're not there's schools in our conference and other group of five schools that are playing, you know, two of these games. And right now uh, we're not, and and that's good. And to play a Boston College team that's extremely physical, and uh, was a, you know led the nation last year in defense in the top ten this year again is going to be a huge challenge for us. Yeah, let's talk about that Boston College team because one thing I've noticed is that they're not like most of the ACC teams. They're not like the you know most teams in that league. Uh, you know, they spread the ball out, you know, run play fast. This is actually they they slow it down a little bit. They're more of a traditional uh, you know uh, deliberate style football team. Well. Uh, yeah, I, I guess if if you look back at it, they're they're more like football was maybe ten years ago or or so, where they're gonna they're gonna huddle up, they're gonna play with the multiple tight ends, they're gonna move and shift and do some things and and run a power running game and use play action off of it and and do some things that way and and uh, I think they've done a nice job. Coach Dodgers always kind of had that type of mentality, I think, uh, about how he coaches the game and he, and uh, and they're good at it. I think the other thing they probably look at is, 
you know, playing in the ACC against the Florida States and Clemsons, and, and how are they going to be able to match up with them and keep the games where they want them, and that's by controlling the ball, maybe taking time off the clock and doing things that way. Yeah, we talked about their defense, you know, ranked sixth in the nation this year. What, what's the – what? What's the biggest challenge? Why are they so good on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, I think the first thing that stands out is they're, you know, up front, big physical, um, you know, big guys. They're physical. They move well. They, they, they hold the line of scrimmage. And uh, <clears throat> they make you uh, one-dimensional pretty quickly. It's, it's tough to get a run game going on them. So that would be a big challenge for us. I think that they're, they're athletic enough in the secondary. Um, have some length there again to, to defend the deep balls that they're physical enough to come up and support run and that allows you to do a lot of different things uh, in your blitz game when when, when those things are, are working for you yeah if you talked about how it's tough to get the run going but i have to think that you can't abandon it i mean you have to you got you got you got to keep them honest and you got to get jordan johnson and jonathan hawkins two guys that are really running the ball well uh, get them going in this game yes we do and we got to strive for balance and and kind of um you know work that in different ways uh, I think, uh, you know, even in previous stops in my career, one of the things that we always felt in games such as this is that you cannot abandon, like, like you said, you've got to keep trying and, and, and uh, be creative with it, but, but you can't abandon it, like you said, because then, then you've made it one-dimensional, and then you're going to get a bunch of different looks, and, and really they're just going to pin, pin their ears back and come after you. So we're, we're going to keep you know, working on that. We didn't run the ball last week as well as we had hoped, and uh, but uh, we have shown those flashes and we're, we're going to need to on Saturday. Yeah, obviously the, the goal is to win the game on Saturday, but this is, you know, your final non-conference game is, you know, is this more of, you, you know, trying to prep for a conference play? Is that what you, you know, how do you look about this game? I've never kind of in, in my head coaching career have ever thought of one game being a prep for another. I just think uh, everything that you have to do and what you're trying to do, whether it be in postseason or bowl eligibility or, or win a division championship, you better take this given game and, and play to win it. Um, we we want to take strides and improve, but uh, there's not like experimenting going on like a preseason NFL game would be towards towards conference. We don't we don't have that luck uh, to to have those that don't count per se. So um, we we're gonna play it to win it. Um, you know, and, and again, you, the next thing after that is you want to come out of this healthy for the conference season. And, and uh, but again, we want to make it a four quarter game and try to find a way to win it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, do you also look at this as an opportunity to go to a region where you have some players from, and Rubens Joseph, uh, Michael Foreman, two Massachusetts yep. guys? I mean, there's an area that, that you can recruit. Uh, do you look at play, uh, an opportunity to kind of showcase UB football in that New England area? Absolutely. It's something that we have to try to uh, continue to get better, and, and we want to do a good job on, on, on the East Coast and and not just in, in Massachusetts, but anywhere that Boston College is also recruiting as well because people that they're recruiting and, and uh, as they fill up, there might be recruits that, that – you know may fall the group of five schools things like that so if you have a good showing on them you, you'll continue to gain attention through a lot of different areas all right well before i let you go coach i something came up that a lot of people may not be uh, realized from the army game but uh you said in the post game press conference that was your first ever overtime game coach at any level whether it be a head coach or assistant coach and your 20 plus years of coaching is that in fact true do you have time to go back and uh, i know it's I, been a long time that you've coached yeah, well <laughs> thanks john i appreciate <laughs> it um yeah, as far as my uh, recent memory holds me to, to uh, account for, I have not gone back and checked exactly, but 
I can I do know this, John, that in my junior and senior year of college, we did have ties. So I know it wasn't even, it, we didn't have overtime when I played. So somewhere in there, um, I do not remember being in one. It was kind of exciting to be in one. And uh, you kind of got to quickly go back and check everything that, that, that you talk about, what side of the field, you want to be on defense first, all the different things that you want, and we found a way to pull it out. Well, you certainly did. All right, well, thanks a lot for your time, Coach. When we co hopefully we can come back. Uh, we have, we're going to be joined by uh, junior linebacker Jared Franklin. I know you guys wrapped up practice a little bit late, but he told me he's on his way over. So hopefully on the other side of the break, we'll talk to Jared Franklin. You're listening to UB Football Insider with head coach Lance Leipold live on ESPN 1520. From U Sports to the NFL, A-Turf Synthetic Grass Fields are helping athletes have fun and perform at their peak. More than 30 Western New York schools and over 400 schools nationwide call A-Turf their home field. It's what the UB Bulls play on and the Buffalo Bills too. A-Turf Titan has the highest safety rating and the longest warranty. A-Turf, optimal performance for athletes, superior value for owners. Learn more at aturf.com. Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music. Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong. The only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. This month at Town BMW, place a 2016 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $320 per month. Only $320 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, Coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We love our town. Country music fans get the VIP experience this fall during the Seneca Niagara Tailgate Concert Series at UB Football for only $36. Ow, 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 ow. This year's acts include Jared Neiman, David Nail, Chris Lane, Eddie Money, and more. Your VIP experience gets you front of the stage access and game ticket. To order, log on to ubbulls.com. It's country music, football, and tailgating. What else do you need? Welcome back to UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Millersport Highway, right next to UB Stadium. Here's John Fuller. All right, welcome back to the show, and welcome, or uh, and just remember, a reminder, excuse me, that uh, basketball season tickets are now on sale. Don't miss an, any more banner raising or buzzer beater moments, and get your tickets today. The excitement is building as the men's team looks to three-peat as MAC champions, and the women look to defend their conference championship title as well. To order, please visit the UB ticket office or call 1-877-UB-THERE. And right on cue, junior linebacker uh, Jared Franklin able to join us. I know you guys were running a little, a little late on practice today, but yes, I appreciate sir. you uh, scooting over here and uh, getting jump, jumping on the show with us. Oh, definitely, definitely. Let's talk about you a little bit, Jared. Uh, first of all, you've got to still be sore. You had a career-high 17 tackles against Army. How's the body holding up? Oh, it's doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. you know, getting in, getting some treatment, so uh, a lot of rehab, so I'm I'm getting back out there. How good does it feel to be back on the f uh, back on the field? Obviously, you, you played your first two years, then 
missed all of last year after having uh, back surgery, but now you're back out there. How, how, does it, how good does it feel to be back out there playing football again? Oh, it's a blessing. Uh, every day is, is a new adventure. Every day is a new opportunity to get better with my teammates. And, you know, sitting out, uh, it, kills, it killed me inside. So actually being able to, you know, go out, run around with the team a little bit, uh, play and uh, get better with my team instead of standing on the sidelines it's it's an opportunity and it's a blessing yeah talk about we were talking with coach earlier about uh, the your great win against army comeback win you know how tough was it to play against an army team who runs that option and you know you just have to stay disciplined kind of talk about you know what you guys were talking about in the huddle and how were you able to you know how to defeat that army team uh we knew that they were going to come out fast and strong and physical and uh we had to match that um a lot of the guys didn't have a, a feel for Army. They didn't know the speed of Army. Uh, I played them with uh, Brandon Crawford, 2014, and they are a lot faster than you know the scout team uh, gave us looks for. But um, it's just we had to come out, we had to do our jobs, and we had to tr like the biggest thing was trust. We had to trust that our other teammates were going to do their jobs, so we could focus on our jobs. And how important? How can you build on that? And, and now that you know that you can trust each other, how can you build on that and, and you know, continue this winning streak? How can, you, how can this help you down the road? Uh, this was a, a – Army was a big milestone for us. Um, a lot of trust, a lot of uh, bonding during that time. Um, and honestly, we're just – we want more. We want more wins. We want to challenge ourselves every single day. And this next upcoming game is going to be a challenge for us, and we're ready to attack it full force. Right, right, right. We're on with uh, junior linebacker Jared Franklin from Missouri. And a lot of people may not know about you is, you know, most guys, you know, obviously are, are uh, football players and you obviously were a football player too. But you're, I think your first love was wrestling. Mm -hmm. Can I talk about, you know, how you, how you made the move from wrestling to football and how maybe being a wrestler has helped you play football? Uh, my dad really got me into uh, wrestling at a young age. Um, it's just the physicality of it. I, I, I used to like it because it was one-on-one. -on -one. You could be an individual and be as good as you can be, be a state champion, be a national champion, and that's something that I, I dreamed of. And uh, I, I knew football was out there. It's just I was so focused on, you know, the individual aspect of wrestling. So uh, my wrestling coach saw my physicality, and he said I needed to try out for the football team. And I was I was a little bit hesitant, but my dad said if you if you start this, you have to finish it because we don't quit anything. So I started the football team, and you know I, I was a little bit not really a full. I, I didn't fall in love with it right away, but over time I was starting to get the gist of it. I actually played lineman during uh, during little league. I played guard. Uh, I actually played guard my freshman year of high school. So it it was it was fun and. It really shifted my focus from individualistic uh, views on sports to more of a team-oriented uh, sport. So it, it really helped me not just in the, in the sports world but also as a person as well because it's, it's a world where you have to, you have to depend on people to, be, to make you better. Right, so and obviously you continued your wrestling career in high school. You won a state championship. Yes, sir. At what point, when did you decide, hey, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play football in college? Uh, it was, it honestly, it, it just happened uh, during my junior year because uh, me and my dad went out to multiple camps across the country, um, and I thought I was wasting my summer. I hated most, almost every second of it. <laughs> but then after my third, I think it was my third camp in, my dad just sat me down and told me that, 
this is this is an opportunity like not a lot of guys have the opportunity that I had so uh, I just went full force uh, fo started focusing on football I knew that I had to still focus on wrestling because I couldn't quit it I had to focus on both of those sports balance them both and uh, I finished out my wrestling career and I knew that it was time to focus on football in college all right well talking about balance you are an electrical engineering major yes sir how because i know i was not an electrical engineering major <laughs> i did not play division one football and i barely got you know, barely yeah. got through yeah. school how do you balance being an electrical engineering major d doing very well in your program mm -hmm. and playing football i mean how, how can you how can you do that uh the grace of god <laughs> <laughs> it's it's honestly uh one of the toughest challenges i've ever faced in my life but it's something that i love to do and I surround my pe myself with people that want me to succeed and have the same goal as me, and that's honestly, it goes back to that, that team-oriented uh, aspect of my life. I, I surround people with myself with people that have, want the same goal as me, and you know, it, it really pushes me to become a better person. And what are you looking to do with, with a degree in electrical engineering? Uh, something in energy systems, nanotechnology. Almost anything. I, you I had a pretty good intern. Didn't you have an internship this yes, past sir. year, yes, kind of sir. working in that? Trying to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I worked on campus at ESI, Energy Systems Integration, uh, with Jennifer Zernheld and Dr. Kevin Burke. And it honestly opened my eyes to the, the real world. You know, it, in college, yeah, you take classes, you take exams. But this was, this was the first hands-on thing that I did. And it honestly opened my eyes to so much more. And they are amazing mentors and I couldn't be more proud with what they've done with me and what how they changed me and I would think that you know coming to UB is just a, a perfect fit for you because obviously has a tremendous engineering program you know good football program everything that you want I mean how happy are you that you, that you came to UB I, I, I wouldn't change I, if I had to go back in time I wouldn't change a thing uh, I met my girlfriend up here I uh, I'm doing pretty well in the engineering program I make connections that will last a l lifetime so I'm I'm ecstatic that I'm here well, we're ecstatic that you're here too. Uh, this Saturday, Bulls taking on Boston College. What, what have you seen on on the game film? Uh, you know, what, what, are, what are the challenges you're going, going up against the Eagles? Uh, they're big, physical. Um, that's how they play ball. They run the ball a lot. Uh, the offense is stacked with size. Um, I think their average offensive lineman is like six five. So uh, we just got to play with low pad level. We got to execute, uh, play our responsibilities, and just trust our teammates. And how? Is it going to throw you off a little bit? I mean, coming, you know, studying for a week to play Army, who mm -hmm. plays, you know, an option, you know, option offense to play in a more traditional, conventional offense. Did it kind of take you a few days to kind of get back into the swing of things and forget put that, you know, Army yeah. in the rearview mirror? I mean, a little bit. Uh, one of the first things that the coaches told us, like Coach Simpson said, we need to get out of Army mode and start focusing on more of, you know, the spread offense, you know, powers, pullers. So. Uh, it's it was a it was a little bit of a challenge at first, but once we started rolling into practice, it, it was a, a smooth transition. All right. Well, we wish you all the best of luck on Saturday at Boston College. We thank you for joining us, and we thank everybody for listening to us. Uh, UB Football Insider with Lance Lightbulb. We're here every Thursday night. Uh, next week, we're actually here Wednesday uh, because of a schedule conflict, but we uh, hope you tune us in again. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you after Boston College. Go Bulls! Thank you. 
UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold is presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, co-sponsored by Kegworks and A-Turf, and brought to you by our Team UB partners, New Era Cap, Nike, AdPro Sports, WGRZ Channel 2, Pepsi, Town BMW, Comdoc. Go to ubbulls.com for schedules, highlights, and everything Buffalo Bulls. Go blue, go white, and go Bulls.